stay tuned for Mindful Monday. And now, Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett. Well, good afternoon and happy Labor Day to you all. Go ahead and run and go get that extra rib and some potato salad. Um, got greens going. Um, I'm going to go ahead after the show to get my uh, Labor Day meal. Um, but once to wish everybody a happy Labor Day. It's been a hot weekend here. It's been a hot week here in Los Angeles or um, Inglewood where I actually am sitting. But it's been it's been a very good day today. Nice clear skies. It's um, folks are headed to the beach, um, so it's it's a beautiful thing. Labor Day, wow! <laughs> In a minute, it is going to be Christmas. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. It's going. It's, I feel like it's the the time is moving rather quickly, and um, I, I look up, and so today's what the sixth. So it'll be the 30th in a minute, and we'll be talking about October soon. So welcome to Mindful Mondays. Happy, I should say good morning for those in the morning, afternoon, evening, the next day. Happy Tuesdays to folks who are already on Tuesday. Um, Yes, my name is Dr. Corliss Bennett, and you're listening to Mindful Mondays. Um, Before we get any deeper, I want to make sure that I uh, talk about my sponsor, Uh, this month. We have Farmers Insurance Rick Curtis Agency, the best insurance agency in California. For 20 years, they have been helping clients in California with their home, auto, business, and life insurance. And I must say, if you don't do this already, link your home, your your auto, at least your home and auto together because you get a tremendous discount when you do that. Um, they're located in the beautiful city of Inglewood, California, at 319 East Hillcrest Boulevard in Inglewood, 90301. And for those who know the Inglewood area, that is a block or so in from Manchester and Hillcrest, right there at the Vons uh, Shopping Center. Uh, just a little, you kind of come on down. As soon as you pass that Vons, they'll be there on the right-hand side. So when you call, please mention, make sure you ask for either Rick Curtis or Kyle Miller, and let them know that Dr. Bennett from Mindful Monday sent you. You can also visit them at www.wearefarmersla.com. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> anyway, so we've got a great show for you today. Um, I've been getting so many, um, I, I post on Facebook and and I'm, I'm not, I really don't do the whole IG. It was that uh, Instagram and um Twitter like on it like that because I still don't understand how it works I just know how to post and keep it moving and I've had people respond to me and saying that they've been listening to the show and I want to thank you last week was our fifth month anniversary of Mindful Mondays and we have covered some of everything from uh, learning how to cope dealing with stress um, and things of that nature Um, and and I have my faithful listeners, Miss Terry's out there here in the LA area. I got Sabrina up in Sacramento that listen weekly. And I want to say hello, a special shout out to them. And my girl, Michelle Gutman, who's been on both shows here on Mindful Mondays and in the mixed conversations with Colette and Corliss. So it's been, it's been great. It's been a great run. And I'm, I'm really excited that people are starting to talk more 
about their mental health. Again, it's, it's, it's always been taboo to say, oh, you, you know, you don't want to let everybody know that you have a therapist. Um, when I talk to my students um, at USC and now at Humboldt State, I let them know I have a therapist. That's the only way I can cope sometimes. And it is nothing wrong with having therapists. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. Like, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, you have, you know, you got a therapist, you're crazy. And so um, it's, it's, it's really about their whole job is to help you help yourself. So it's not like they're telling you what to do. You should do this. You should do that. They, they really talk you through what's going on in your life and help you to create answers for yourself and that's what I really love about therapy I've been in therapy for years um off and on for years and and especially during this time of just crazy grief over and over I'm getting a little break but that month of of August was a little much um like I said in previous shows I lost five people from July 28th to the last person was August 30th and that is just entirely too much but what helps is being able to talk through it, being able to have a, a therapist to talk through it, being able to have friends to talk through it. So many people are dealing with death right now in this COVID life uh, style, for lack of better words, that is just, it's, you know, I tell somebody, it's like, oh, yeah, I lost my mom. Oh, so-and-so lost her dad. And it's just like, it's just too much. But I'm really, what I'm really glad about is that people are talking about it. People are getting the help that they need. And people have no problem problem talking to whomever so for example like um the gymnast uh simone biles i believe her name is you know she was just having issues and she was just like I'm, you know why are y'all there's no force she's there at the olympics and if she can't do it and she knows that if she's off kelter because she can't you know all that flipping on that little bar if you <laughs> if you're not all the way right you will fall and bust your head and that's not going to be a very nice uh, situation i hate that that track runner unfortunately you know, she was coping with the loss of her mom. And I hate that she, um, you know, she went to marijuana to try to relax her. And of course they tested her. They said she couldn't do it. However, I feel like a swimmer years ago, I feel like somebody else also did some drugs, but they allowed them to, 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 uh, compete. Maybe, maybe Kenny, you can find the article to find out who, who also tested for drugs and was able to compete. But I, I, I swear that, I kind of remember either the swimmer, I believe it was the swimmer. Um, but anyway, today we have a special guest. Oh, it was Michael Phelps. That's what I thought. The swimmer, Michael Phelps. Um, he, he was caught busted and he was still able to compete. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, Michael Phelps is white. But I'll let that go. I just, I tell you, racism is just never going to go away. So today we have a different twist on a story of resilience, because that's what this is all about, self-care, resilience. And so today, hailing from Ohio, um, Royal packed up his life and moved to Los Angeles, California for a new life of opportunities. Relying on sheer survival instincts and a fear of failure to fuel his grind as he navigates his new life in Los Angeles, California, Royal transformed himself as a well-respected bodyguard in the movie and music industry and host of Los Angeles new premier luxury and I'm sorry and host Los Angeles new premier luxury security team called Royal Security LLC a company exclusively available to high-end clientele 
at the age of 28, Royal is primed for greatness or primed for greatness. Join us as we hear what he's up to and how he etched through his self-care um, journey. Royal, are you there? You're not going to show your face? I, I am. Yes. There we go. There we go. Hey, how are you? Hello. Look Hello. at you all grown with your man hair. That's the, that's the man hair um, grown look. <laughs> yeah, it's getting cold outside, so I got to keep my face a little. Where is it? Where are you that it's getting cold outside? <laughs> Don't we live in the same vicinity? No. <laughs> I gave up all my hoodies moving out to the West Coast, so I don't have too much winter wear for the nighttime. But like in L.A. at night, it get a little, you know, it get a little nippy every now and again. That's so true. That's true. It does. I got get mostly nippy. just thermals and stuff. Like I got to get me like a hoodie like every now and again to kind of just right. get over the nighttime. But other than that, I'm cool. Well, we definitely don't have um, like in Ohio the four seasons. I mean, we kind of do, but not really. I mean, we, we, we've had 85 degree Thanksgiving. We've had 85 degree, 90 degree uh, Christmases in the past. So I can understand. Uh, but you, yeah, yeah. You still got to put that little, still got to carry that jacket just in case. So thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Um, wow. 28 years old. And you, so, so how long have you been in the LA area thus far? Uh, at the end of October, the last week of October will be four years. Okay, so actually, so you're 28 now? Yes. So that means you got here at 24. Yes. Wow, and decided, so what made you decide that, you know, Los Angeles was, I mean, I know I read the whole thing, but now we can kind of get deep into it. What made you decide that coming from Ohio, the Midwest, that you thought that LA would be the spot for you? Um. Wow, that that's 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 a story that I can go back to when I was a child. But just to kind of sum it up, I was just kind of at a, I, I was just at a like a, at a crossroads, maybe when I was like twenty three or twenty two, and I was just going through a of a career. It wasn't a job; it was a career that I worked like maybe a year or two on, and I lost it in like three months or something like that due to injury or health reasons. So I was just kind of messed up about that. And I was just trying to figure out, you know, the next move got to be my best move. You know, I just came back and moved back home from Ohio. Uh, I was in, in Job Corps for uh, two years. For that, might know what Job Corps is, you know. Um, I ended up getting a job out of that after completing. And I lost it in three months and I moved back home to Ohio with nothing. And so I'm like, I've always been driven and ambitious, you know, all my life, ever since I was a kid, I always thought that I was going to be just something different, right? So uh, high aspirations and high goals was always on the, on the, you know, on the forefront of my mind. So I was like, when I moved back home for the second time, I was just like, I got to make the next move, my best move. And LA was just always like, you know, movies, watching movies. I'm an only child, so I had a real crazy imagination, right? Watching movies from sun up to sundown, and you know the lifestyle, sunny days, and you know just opportunity, just chances, ability. You know, just a chance to try to do something with yourself out here. Now, how I wasn't much of that, so um, it was a thought that came up in my mind, and you know, I just kind of just jumped with both eyes closed. 
And by the grace of God, he's 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 uh saved me multiple times and, and it's kept me pushing. So here I am. So you get here to Los Angeles four years ago and you're thinking, what do I do now? Well, the funny how it happened was I bought an Airbnb for 60 days mm. in the middle of Beverly Hills and it was mm. like closet it was it was ridiculous and it was like fourteen hundred dollars a month oh and wow I thought I was like hey that ain't bad right you know compared to everything I've, I've heard about I thought it was like five thousand dollars to move to Beverly Hills you know just anywhere in Beverly Hills it was just one of those places so hearing about fourteen hundred I think like, I could do that so I put I put down twenty eight hundred for Airbnb for like sixty days after that, I grabbed me an airplane ticket one way um, that day uh, for the start of the Airbnb or whatever. And I gave my I gave myself 60 days to go and find a job and, and, and stack money to where I can pay for the next month that will come up after that. And I thought that I was going to be okay. And I gave myself maybe like three months to kind of save up from what I was doing. I was doing concrete repair and a lot of blue collar jobs in the Midwest is a lot of, you know, hands, hands jobs. Uh, so yeah, I was able to save a little bit, but you know, the story with those, they, they just, they kind of evaporate. So as you get off the plane. So after that, I was just hustling and bustling. So what made you think, okay, um, what, what was it that made you feel like, well, first of all, you're in Beverly Hills. That's, that's an interesting place for somebody to just, I'm going to come to LA and land and go stay in Beverly Hills. Like for real. I mean, clearly you didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> you no, didn't, talk, didn't to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, no you were really talking about, I'm going to be in the, in the, in the mix, huh? Yeah, I just don't. I I just I went for what I knew at the time, and I did not know nobody. You're right. I did not know nobody. I had no consultations with nobody. I did not know how LA was. I was just like, yo, I don't know. Are you gonna give up? No. You twenty three. You twenty three, twenty four. You got a whole life ahead of you. So <laughs> I don't know. I just went. I don't know. Just I, it was it was amazing. I don't know why. I don't know what came over me. It was just. I had to do something like now, drastic, big, exciting, amazing. And I was just at a, at a space where like, yo, I got to put up or shut up, man. It's, it's now or never. It's, this is the time. If there was any time in the world. You know, I'm a Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle disciple. I listen to Nipsey Hustle a lot. You know, rest in peace to him. And, you know, just watching his documentaries and watching his come up even like years before, you know, you know, his come up or his rising or whatever. Uh, it, LA was just always just a place that was just gravitating. It was just, it had a lot of energy to it. You know what I'm saying? Just in the 2000, 2010 area, all the way to 2020, LA was the hottest spot ever. So I always heard about LA. Just That was the spot to be in. So I was just like, you know what? I believe in me. So LA can't be that bad. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. I mean, and, and clearly you did it. I mean, wow, Beverly Hills, first spot. I'm just gonna go and live in Beverly Hills. <laughs> in Beverly Hills. It didn't work out, I'll tell you that. Um, I couldn't keep up with the rent, but luckily I did have a cousin and he allowed me to sublease his place in Long Beach. Ah, here we go. And I was like, yo, and it was like maybe like five hundred dollars less than what I was 
on the mutt and way more and you know it was farther away but hey you know i i work with that i don't even care Let, let's do it let's figure it out you know what i'm saying so that was definitely a big up blessing for sure from the high ups for sure like he was looking out for me on that one and uh i made the best of it every opportunity that was given to me honestly i, I went to where i had to be when i had to be there i did what I had to do when I had to do it. I completed the task and I just kept going. I had my own goals. I completed them. I kept going. And I just didn't want to, you know, end up homeless and in that and that that story mode either. I was I wasn't about to go for that at all. So I just had to think of something quick. Now I tell you, I really do want to try the movie industry. And I think that's kind of what propelled me into the security industry. Uh the security industry definitely was a like a, it presented itself to me as like a, 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 a career where you can kind of build a name for yourself and get yourself out there and meet people and things like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was perfect. You know, I was doing FedEx before bodyguarding. And so before I did the bodyguarding, I was just kind of doing FedEx and my money and investing into my licenses and stuff like that. So I can work in California legally. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so you started off as a, doing bodyguard work in for in Hollywood era. I mean, for in the Hollywood era, whatever. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Just that. Uh, when I when I stopped working for FedEx, um, I I put myself in the venues in Hollywood. So one Monday morning, I, once again, me being crazy, me, I don't know what came over me, but that Monday, I was just kind of like over the boxes. I think I was working there for maybe like a year and some change at that point. My body was tired. You know, I had got my certifications, but I didn't know nobody. I didn't know where to start. So I just kind of just went for what I knew. My intuition just was like, okay, okay. Hollywood. (laughs) Let's just try Hollywood. Not knowing nothing, you know, Hollywood clubs. There has to be celebrities in Hollywood clubs, right? Uh, uh, uh. So I went and just got me a bunch of cars made at Office Max. I think it was $50 cheap cars, $10 same day or something like that. Made them. And I think I waited until Friday. I gave myself a good four days to kind of just sleep and gather my gather myself and come up with a plan, you know. And then that Friday, from Monday to Friday, uh, I was just coming up with a plan. Friday, I went up to Hollywood and gave out all 50 of my cards to probably up and down Sunset. I walked up and down uh, Hollywood, up and down all those main streets, those long main streets that go from east to west. That was Friday. And then Saturday, I got some more cards. I was going to say, did you go back to Office Max and get another I went back to Office Max, went downtown Saturday. And handed out all those cards again. And then downtown Los Angeles? Downtown LA, yes. Oh wow. Okay. A lot of clubs out there, just you know, just bars and stuff like that. You know how it's just structured, just a couple places where they got security. And so I was just handing my cards out to just security guards. Just hi, my name is hi, my name is hi, my name is just my number, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have a business or nothing. I just made sure I try to present myself accordingly so people would take take me seriously. Hmm. all saturday i gave out my business cards to any security guard that i met if you know anybody that's looking for guards or whatever whatever just have them call me whatever whatever 
That was Saturday. Sunday, I'd get some more, and I'd go out to Santa Monica. Santa Monica. And I'd go all up and down that little area and hand out my business cards. And I think that Monday morning, I had a seven-day schedule full of clubs. Just I, I had people calling me left and right. Just, hey, 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 we need people. Like, luckily for, for me, people needed people. You know? So, had a seven-day schedule. I uh, was working that for maybe two weeks. I got burnt out kind of quick. And then I had to make a decision to figure out where exactly do I want to be at? How, what type of clients do I want to meet? What type of people do I want to be surrounded by? And at that time I had options. So I was able to sort out which clubs I wanted to go into. And then boom, I, I was, uh, it turned into a, a strategy almost. And, uh, you know, I ended up going to some of the hottest clubs in LA at the time. This is around 2019. From March 2019 to November 2019, I'm hitting all clubs, just top-notch clubs, celebrities here and there. It went from seeing maybe a celebrity once every three months to seeing seven celebrities every five minutes. And it wow. was an overdose, extreme like level of just hit of Hollywood that just came over me. I'm just, I'm wide-eyed and just, oh my God, I made it. I felt like I made it. And that was me for a good six months, just wide-eyed, bushy-tailed rookie. And then... Uh, now, know, so hold on a second. So for six months, people were hiring you as their bodyguard? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Bodyguard, bodyguard event security, both. Oh, it's, so special events they would bring. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And um, it's different things. Bodyguarding is completely different from security. People in the security field know that. It's completely different, but they're one and the same. You know, if you can do bodyguarding and you can do security, you're more valuable. The more you can do, the more you stay in the, in the industry. So um, I'm 6'5", about 360. So I'm pretty a big... That's enough to scare a few folks. And <laughs> big, people, big people are in need out here. You know, if they want to have a security guard or a bodyguard with them, they want the biggest guy. They don't necessarily want the guy with the most expertise, you know, I don't have like military background or nothing like that. I'm just, right. I'm just me. I'm a real dude. I come from some trenches. So people feel that vibe and that energy from me, but that's all they really need. They don't want nobody to go really do something, honestly. And if you have to, you know what to do. But for the most part, you're a look, you're an image, you're a, you're a, you're a face. And if something needs to happen and you need to take care of yourself, you know what to do when it comes to that. And that's up to you. That's not up to nobody else but you. So if you prepare for that, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's what anybody should do anyway. So, you know, I just kind of took it on. It kind of, it kind of built its own like, like little momentum. I started meeting so many people, you know, I started meeting celebrities. I'm hanging out with them in a house and meeting, I don't know, housekeepers and little brothers and dogs and I know their name or how to tell them to sit and like I'm talking to a person that I listened to on the radio for almost 10 years and like all these people know him and like yeah he's famous I'm in his house you know so that was kind of crazy for me that was kind of crazy that was kind of wild but it was it was what I expected it was what I worked for it was what I planned it out to be was I ready for it prepared for it no but I got it it was because of the work that you put in and you know god is his graces it's all of that all in one timing all of that stuff it's 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 all it's all a plan it seems like a universal plan because sometimes things just happen perfectly 
you don't even know how it happened, but it's just sometimes how the circles just kind of collide themselves and people know people. It's some people sometimes people can't tell me these aren't blessings, these aren't miracles. You can't tell me these aren't miracles. You can't tell me these aren't blessings. Cause what I see, what I've been through, what I've, you know, the people that I know and the little circles that I'm in, like I'm blessed and honored to be in these situations. Cause there's a lot of people that are not at all, for sure. It didn't take long either. You just got to be a righteous person. You can't be out here backdooring people. You can't be out here trying to slight people. You you got to be a real person. And that's another reason why I love security so much because it allowed me to continue to be myself as I conquered my journey in L.A. You know how L.A. is, you know, you kind of got to you gotta figure out your lane. But thank God my lane allowed me to be myself. And so I kind of took that on like, no, I need this just to stay sane out here. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it, it took on a life of its own. So I meet, I, I met a lot of people. I went to a lot of events. People started calling me for gigs. I showed up on time. I showed up professional, correct. I had the full roster. People might need me and two more guys. I'll call two guys that I know. Hey, y'all want to make some money tonight? Sure, I'm not doing nothing. Cool, they'll come. Then just, okay, we did a good job on that. Hey, I got some other people. And then that's how it happened. That's literally how it happened. Just one, two, three, four, five structure. Yep. So when you say that's how it happened, this is the the, the, um, creation of your security company. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us how that came about. Yeah, once I started hearing like people like asking me what my prices are, I, I knew it was time to incorporate myself immediately. Because this can turn into something, especially when the women started. I have a lot of females that call me, too. That's another thing. Like, it's not a lot of people that women can really trust out here to really just come through and just be like, hey, I need you to help me out, bro. Like, and that's the vibe that I that they get from me. Like, I don't care about, I have my own plan. I'm my own person. I, I've, I've, I have my set lane already. And if I could be a blessing to anybody else or a help to anybody else while I'm on my journey... I've already won. So these people that see me not needing them, they gravitate to that. And they be like, yo, I need you for this. Like, and these are women. I have a lot of women uh, clients that can't trust a lot of these guards that have been here for 20 years, 25 years, because they sleazeballs, they nasty, grimy dudes. And, you know, that's just not how you're supposed to be cut if you want longevity and you want, you know, foreverness. And, you know, you can just tell who the real is and who the fake is real quick out here it's not it's not hard at all and so from the women my name came faster you know I, I got regular celebrities too but the girls shout you out more they appreciate more than than the guys because you could just take them to the bathroom and take them back and nobody bump into them in the club and they think you're a savior you know what I'm saying it's that they appreciate so much more by you doing so much less and I kind of went from that and it just kind of I don't know. It sprouted. It just sprouted from there. I'm just blessed. I'm thankful for that. You know, I was raised by a single black mother and I was raised by a lot of women, a lot of strong women. And they taught me, you know, the very foundations of who I am and how I move today. And uh, so far that's, that's taken me farther than I could have ever imagined and will continue to. So just continue to be yourself, continue to stay positive, doing, you know, doing what you feel is best and what's right for you. 
Uh, don't go for the money. Go for what feels right. You know what I'm saying? And let that guide you and allow slow to be okay. Be okay with slow. Slow is fine. Slow is fine. You know, don't do the fast, quick, quick way. Do the slow way. You know, you'll get to where you need to go. Some things ain't for you. I had to check myself with a little bit of jealousy the other day. Uh, and this kind of ties into my self-care journey that I've been on. Uh, I have a mentor that kind of like an OG. I kind of gra- gravitated to him uh, in the security industry. And he has an account right now that's pretty big time. And I've been working this account maybe before him, maybe like six to eight, nine months. All throughout the pandemic, we were working this account. Just nobody really knew. It was just like underground. And I introduced him to it. And then now he has it. I'm happy for him. But in my mind, as I'm building my company up, things start to kind of feel a little personal when it comes to your business and your branding and stuff like that. And even though I kind of know that that client wasn't meant for me because of how they are, and it was more for him than me, I still had to check my own ego and my own like feelings toward other people winning and not myself at the time, because I'm just like, this guy is like hood rich right now. And I'm over here just like, I'm, ha- I'm having a valley moment. You know what I'm saying? It's peace and valleys the business, but I'm having a real valley moment. And he's winning and I'm happy for him. You know what I'm saying? I can enter into it anytime I want to, but it's, I'd rather go back in my little dungeon and check myself and figure out that where is that coming from within myself and where can I grab a hold of that and change it and redirect it into something different. Cause it's these jealous feelings that I'm getting, I had to learn were normal. They're okay, but it's how you deal with it. That makes you better. So anybody can be jealous. I'm not a jealous person. And so it kind of messed with me a little bit that I was feeling this kind of way about somebody that I see, I, I view highly of. I love, I love this guy. So you know, it's it's a very interesting journey that I've took myself on with this. I've been in the house for a while. I haven't gone too many places outside of work. I don't go out and just go kick it or nothing like that. I really just take the time out to like learn what my where my feelings are coming from. If I'm feeling down, I kind of look at myself. I'm like, bro, why are you feeling down right now? You know. I look at the pictures that I have on Instagram. I'm like, bro, you are good. You are great. You're cool right now. Like people would love to be in your position. Why do you feel bad right now? There's them type of questions that you really got to ask yourself and really got to get a grasp on to to really figure out that self-care journey and that self-care, self-awareness, man. Because I mean, people, that that self-care thing is a, it's a trendy thing to say, but Mm. Self-care takes years, like 10 plus. It's a race. It's, we had a bad time this whole time. We weren't looking at our bodies and taking care of our health all this time. And now we finally took a look at it. Now we just slowly chugging along. And all of us, we still got this long way to go. People think they're working on themselves, but they're not. not. Not the real work. You, hmm. The work, I don't blame nobody for not putting in that real work because that's that I, 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 man, it's tough for me and I want to change. So I can only imagine somebody who just kind of just, yeah, yeah, so care. No, I get it. It's, it's not for everybody. It's not easy, but 
I mean, if we're talking about change, we don't have to go through that. And it's like, I feel like I'm uh, sometimes in AA meetings with myself, like kind of like I'm detoxing myself from like drugs or something. I don't do drugs, but it's just like the, the habitual behavioral things that I used to do. You literally have to stop yourself from doing those things. Literally, just without by habit, you'll get up and go do whatever you're, you're used to doing. But if you stop yourself from doing it and stop yourself like maybe three days in a row, you'll you'll start sweating. You'll start feeling confused. You'll start feeling like weird and stuff. Like I don't know who 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 might want to hear that, but that's those things are normal. And just keep on pushing. You'll you'll be okay. I'm not even where I need to be right now in my self-care journey, just from everything that you go through in the, in the security industry. But I know that I'm going in the right direction just because I see the results for people. I'm happier. I smile more. Uh, you know, just working out and stuff. I, get, I got more wind. I got more energy. There's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it, it, there's, a, there's a journey that you got to go through with that. Self-care is a real journey. It's a real thing. It's not something that you just say you're doing. People know when you go on that self-care journey. You start, you start not being around a lot. You start, people start wondering where you are. People start wanting you to come out. You gotta say no. You would rather be at home, you know, figuring yourself out first. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take a minute. And taking that step back, that's gonna push me even further than I'm already am now. So so Roy, it looks like we have a question related to this. Um, oh, we got questions. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. We have a question. <laughs> hey, question. Okay, Colette. How are you, Royal? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I find it very interesting that you are talking about self care and change and all that you have gone through. And one of the things that you mentioned is change and people really don't want to change because most of the time people don't think there's a need to change they don't think that there's anything wrong with them not necessarily wrong but they don't think that there is a need to change because they've done things this way for so long what's the need to change there's no need to change so with you you you're young and you've obviously learned a lot in a short period of time, and you've learned that change one doesn't hurt. And the other is that we're in the middle of a pandemic and nobody wants to change. Nobody wants to pivot and do what's necessary for the greater good of all mankind. Most people, they think, they, they think and they start with I, me, I. And that's the wrong thing to think. And with you making the strides that you have made, how can you encourage others? Because self-care goes a long way. Self-care, change, and, and being a lot more thoughtful is so absolutely necessary. Because nowadays, unfortunately, people are not as thoughtful as they used to be, as we all use the term back in the day. People are just not thoughtful. And it doesn't hurt to be thoughtful. It doesn't hurt to stop thinking of me first. So how, what, do you, what do you find to be difficult? I don't think that change is difficult at all. We all need to change and we all go through a metamorphosis at different periods in our lives. 
Everybody does, because you are not the same person today that you were yesterday. It's practically impossible to be the same person. It's impossible. But people don't understand the change that they go through because it's natural, it's normal, and you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. So when you think in terms of self-care and all of the things that people have to go through, yeah, it's tough, but, but does it really have to be that difficult? No, it's all, it's all in your decision, what you decide to do. It's not a matter of how, I mean, yeah, it's no, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, but it's it's not as tough as going and doing the same things you used to do and continue not to grow and be better. That's tough. That's tougher than changing for me. So, like, you when you make that decision, like, what's t- what's going to be tougher? Staying the same and explaining to people for the next 40 years why you're still the same as you were at 28, at, what, 68? That's going to be tough. Versus if I just buckle down, you know, back up from all of this stuff that I, I love and I enjoy right now, all this instant gratification that I'm used to, and that's a big thing right there, instant gratification. I, that delayed gratification is something that I've had to learn to appreciate. That that feeling of, of accomplishment when you don't necessarily want it or need it or, or expect it. It's kind of just happens and you get to smell your flowers or whatever. It doesn't come when you're feeling like you want it. I had to learn to appreciate that and not the instant gratification. So once you step back from that and say to yourself, you know, what's a good two, three, four, five years of really just resetting everything that, you know, what I thought I liked before, what I thought was my schedule that I liked before, what if I completely just make my world what I want it to be? We never in, I mean, not, never in our, our lifetime have we been presented with this opportunity uh, in such fashion as we are dealing with right now. And uh, I think everybody is faced with that decision at, at, at this point, because we all at zero, zero. Everybody is at an even playing field now. Uh, what you going to do? You going to stay the same? Okay, you made that decision about six months, eight months, nine months ago, where all these opportunities were presenting themselves and all these these deals and things was going on, and you could have went back to school and got this and got that, could have got this certification, could have got that, went back to school, did something. You could have really buckled down for like six to eight months and been in a completely different situation if you saw the opportunity that has been presented itself, and it's still available, you know, we still got time, you know what I'm saying? But it's not hard at all. Like you said, uh, Ms. Williams, it's, it really is just a decision. Uh, the hard part is going to come either way. You just got to worry about which one is worth, uh, worth the, the effort and the work and the results that you want. And so, I don't see myself being, I'm sorry, in the lack of a better term, mediocre in life. As far as what I see myself, I want to be great. I want to do something amazing. I want to do something, you know, that's like a dynasty. I want to build something amazing that cannot be, you know, replaced or not remembered or 
my name going to ring bells before, when I'm gone. If God willing, you know what I'm saying? I want to build something like that. And five years compared to the next 50, I'll take that L. You know what I'm saying? I'll wait that little time. Out. I'll step back and see where the world is going and really, you know, be a sniper out here instead of a machine gun out here going crazy. I can be out here eating a sandwich and sniping stuff, headshots, you know. So, yeah, it's a, it's a decision what you want to do. How Work smart. Smart, smart, smart. Work smart now. Now it's not about money. Now it's about relationships. Now it's about meeting people for the next however long we deem to be on this planet. It's a great reset. So we're resetting our circles. We're resetting our lives. We're resetting our careers. I mean, if it's not working for you, we're resetting the things that are not working for me, working for ourselves and completing the course of us. And, you know, everything that we used to know, all the rules that used to be, some of them are still in place, but a lot of them are no longer. And a lot of it, a lot of people ain't out here asking for what they want no more. They're taking it. They're going to get it. They're going to snatch it. And you don't get no parade when you go and get it. You don't get no yay me when you when you attain ten thousand dollars, a million dollars, forty five million. When you get it, it'll just be a, a notification on your phone that says, "Hey, it, it posted. Good luck. If you need something, call us. When you're ready to pay a bill, call us." And you'll have it, but it won't be no. It won't be that feeling of just yay, yay, yay. It'll just be like five seconds of gratification and it's back to the grind. And that's just what it's going to be. That's just what life is going to be. But you have the decision to make as many of those moments as you possibly can while you're here. But they're just, they're just memories. They're memories. They're things that, you know, can't be changed. They're things that make you, you know, that make your journey your journey. Seriously. So uh, it's definitely certification. A oh, sorry. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, man. Uh, speaking of certification, um, you, you've gone back and got some extra the certification in addition to having uh, Royal Security. Tell us a little bit about your new certification. Yes. Yeah, so I actually attained another certification as well as that one, but I did go back to school um, to, to become a massage therapist. I completed that in March. So now I'm a uh, official certified CMT. Uh, that was presented to me uh, online. And I just, you know, I didn't necessarily think I was ready for going back to school, but I always kept saying that that's what I'm going to do because my mom used to do it when I was growing up. And I always was like, that was like really cool to do because I used to massage her while she was working all the time and stuff. And she, she was by herself. So it was just me. So, and I had big hands and I was still young, but I still had big hands. So she would just teach me little moves to work on her while she would rest. And then she thought that that she, she thought I was pretty good at that. Excuse me. She thought I was pretty good at that. So uh, she told me, she was like, if you ever become a, a, a massage therapist, they're going to love you. And so that just stuck with me. So I always thought I was going to eventually be a massage therapist. I thought that since I'm not going to college, I'm not going to college to get a degree, but I want to complete something for her and something that's memorable for her. And so I'm, if I'm going to go to school, why, why not? And they were offering a lower tuition at the time. And if I... Signed up now, I got a free table. 
in my mind, you just drop a hustle right in my right in my hands if I sign up now. So I'm like, cool, let's do it. And so I did it. Like I like I do everything. I just jumped with both eyes closed and I went for it and the universe just blessed me. And uh I completed. Yeah, I completed that. Um and I also went back to school for the CompTIA courses. Um for people What's that? what those are. Those are cyber software courses that teach you about uh computers from the ground up. I'm talking about from the complete beginners all the way up to ITT Technical Institute, all that craziness stuff that they got going on. And you can get certifications, real cheap certifications. And they teach you what these computers are, IP addresses. They teach you what all this stuff means. They teach you everything about cyber stuff. And they teach you about computers and just everything that we didn't know about phones when they were coming out. All this information is available to us for cheap. And so I thought about going into cybersecurity as well with my security company. Eventually, I'm going to be one of the first security companies with drones that are circling the house. I'll have drone systems in my my client's house. We're actually working on a prototype now that will be installed for the first time in their home once we get an okay from the city to be able to kind of test run it and see how it works, Uh, just kind of putting the coordinates around the house. Uh, and see how that operates. We'll then have a, a client with a drone security system up in their mansions, and I'll be one of one of the first security companies to try that in, in the city. Wow. Trying to transcend what security means and just what we can do better, uh, you know, for the for the for the for the years coming up ahead, because uh, machinery, robotics, tech, that stuff is the future mathematics and all that stuff facts all the facts are the future the facts are the future those are the things that are going to preside over all these opinions that we got going on right now all these thoughts and opinions and and, and beliefs and debates the facts are going to prevail so go get the facts go learn the facts go memorize the facts and go conquer the world because regardless of what people are talking about right now the facts are what's going to be true you know what i'm saying and the facts are the computer works like this. It means this. When you go to file, this is what you have available. And there's a lot of stuff that I did not know uh, I could do on a computer that I know I can do now just from just by taking a 24-hour course. You got week courses, monthly courses, any course that fits your lifestyle, anyone can obtain, anyone can get. I'll send you a link. But all this information is available to us because nobody wants to use it anymore. Everybody thinks it's all crap now. It's not useful, but no, it's the most useful blessing. It's the most wonderful thing that we can ever see. I don't even know, like in, 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 in human history, all these facts that are dropping upon us, all these, all these, all these things that are available to us now and for cheap, for nothing, all these deals that we got going on, take advantage of those and learn those things because I mean, those those things are going to be what will stay around for the next, you know, hundred to two hundred, three hundred years, whatever they're building, you know, in the future. That's what's going to be here, you know. So let me back up for a second because you you're mentioning. Okay, so first of all, very proud of you thinking the whole uh, drone situation. Did I hear you say that that you already have a drone that's in someone's home? 
I mean, you were saying something about, I know you were talking about the overhead, but something was something was going on that you repeat that and tell us more about that. We're working, on, we're working on a prototype right now. And there's been prototypes way before me. Like nobody's using on a security company outside of maybe the police or people that people are using drones for so many things right now. Like I'm late kind of to the party, but you know, I'm, I'm working on one that has my particular brand on it with the RS symbol on it. It's going to be geared to my company. And that's what I'm kind of gearing towards. I'm working on a design that specifically hasn't been made for me trying to get it as small as possible. I want a big old mini airplane out there. I want a small little seamless thing that goes around and kind of helps you know, give us a good visual of what's going on and the client. So when the client goes out of town or whatever, they can still activate the, the drone or whatever and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's just little things like that. But I mean, as you far said as that's the, that's the outside one, but didn't you say something about you had something that was inside the, the folks' homes? Did I hear you say that? I thought I heard you say that. Um, no, no, this is the drones right now. We just working on okay. something I want to implement. Uh, for 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 what I can offer my for my clients in the future, as far as like estate protection, not just having somebody just sitting around in the car or something like that, not doing nothing. No, we actually have you know machinery that can gotcha. etch out maybe a, a raccoon or uh, see if it's a coyote in your backyard or something, or if it's an actual person. You know what I'm saying? So people up in Calabasas and stuff, people that live in the in the wilderness can utilize that and it'll benefit them perfectly and i want it to be as seamless as possible i don't want it to be like a big old like lesson because i don't even like that stuff i want it to be like where i can can, a little kid can just hey little kid go press that button and let it do its thing yeah that's what i want it to be like so it's going to take some time i'm not i'm super new to all of this stuff i'm not no genius i'm not nothing i got people around me that know this stuff and all I'm doing is just, I, I got a vision, I got a plan, I got a goal of how I want it to look. They listen to it and they build it for me and I appreciate them for it. You know, I'm one of the dumbest people in my circle. You know, I want to keep it that way too. I want to be the smartest one. So uh, he's going to show me different designs that, he, that I can go for. He'll give me a price of how much it costs and then we'll try it out. So that's what's next for Royal Security, huh? to come that's up with that next. idea wow that's what's next and we 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 are one of the few people that uh hire first of all former military i'm very fond um former marines navy military army anybody who knows how to defend themselves on a more on a higher level than basic i'm more interested in um obviously for security but just you know when i when i look at how disgusting the government treats the the veterans. In this mm-hmm. country. I kind of, I kind of, I didn't really know about it when I was younger. I, it was just one of those topics that you just hear about, and it, it just like healthcare or something like that. I still don't know much about healthcare, but just like even with military, it was kind of like on the, in the on the level of healthcare until I started meeting the guys that I meet on my gigs and hear their stories, and then I'm like, "Yo, you should, you should, what you here next to me for?" He's like. I mean, you got anything else? I was just like, wow. So I would hear their stories and I would listen to how the government kind of like neglects them a little bit. I'm like, yo, that's that's not right. I have a I have a grandfather that's a that's a Vietnam veteran mm-hmm. anymore, but he was somebody that I, I looked highly up to. 
as well. And I wonder how he was being treated from the government. My father is a uh, retired Navy man. And, you know, just the military has always been something that's very close to me. And so I like to try and hire those guys first. And they're, 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 they know what to do. They know how to protect themselves, you know, worst case scenario. And it gives them an ability to create an opportunity for themselves as well with the people that I know. And uh, it goes from that. And, you know, I keep it at black men. I got black women too, but <clears throat> black men are like, I, I try to hire our guys as much as humanly possible. So, you know, when you see us with the RS symbol, you'll know that those guys are have been vetted properly. They've been battle tested. They're not sleaze balls. They're not, you know, slack offs. Those are guys that are handpicked uh, specifically for this company. And uh, I think that that's what's going to keep real security uh, in this industry and in this city for a very long time. Wow. Eventually, I'm, yeah, eventually I'm, I'll, I'll look to make it public. I'll look to make it a public company. It's right now it's private. It'll eventually be public once I get the brand up and running. That's how I want it to. <clears throat> and eventually sell it off and continue to do something else. But um, this is something that's paved a very amazing road for me and my journey, what I want to do, my step one and where I want to go. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be some great things happening. Some great things already happening. And I'm excited for what this company has to offer. It's a lot of great people that are a part of my journey. I couldn't have done it without, you know, a lot of help from a lot of people that are very close to me. And I think anybody who offers me the platform like yourself to allow me to get the word out and uh, talk about this stuff more because I don't get to talk about stuff a lot. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have access to great therapists or anything like that. So anytime I get a chance to talk about what I got going on, it's a blessing. Um, you know, I'm a good person. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good folks. Anybody who knows me know I'm well-respected. I don't have no bad dirt on my name or nothing like that. And that's a blessing as well. Everything, everything has been a blessing. Just the fact that I'm still here and breathing my family everybody, everybody's good. I'm, I'm winning already. Every day that I stay alive, I'm winning. Right. How did, um, COVID, I, um, you know, you said you took the uh, massage therapist, um, got your training. Was that during COVID? Yep. Yep. Yes, ma'am. July of 2020. So March, they did the lockdown about all April, May, June, July. That little time I was trying to figure out what was going on. I, you know, I had left LA for a minute because I didn't know if they was going to close the airplanes down. I wanted to be as close as I could to Ohio as I could. If I wanted, wanted to get to my mom, I could at least drive. Right. Go take care of her and make sure she's straight. Uh, but um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was cool. But at that time, things were kind of settling down. There was some sort of normalcy in July. Not really, but it was enough for me to make some kind of decision. And the first thing I found out was massage therapy school was going at a cheap price. And I was like, wow, like this amazing school that I signed up for maybe eight months ago is now available to me at way less. And I get a whole room to myself, maybe like six other kids because nobody's enrolled, right? So I get proper hands-on experience learning about 
you know, this beautiful craft. It was just amazing. It was it was perfect timing for sure. And in the pandemic, I was also working in uh, a lot of underground clubs and stuff like that. And uh, were still clubs going on during COVID. <sighs> <laughs> okay, that's why I guess they call them underground. Yeah, big time. Wow. So big you were time. able to do security for a lot of those clubs. I was able to keep the wealth gap at a at a stable rate by continuing to have our brothers working throughout a pandemic when, oh wow wow know where they were gonna get their next meal we not only got a chance to work make money but we had fun we got to build with each other we, we we were able to create memories we protected people people nobody got hurt you know that was those times or some those are going to be that that was like the modern day Harlem Knights. We call ourselves the modern day Harlem Knights in there because it was like <laughs> the prohibition area. It felt like a prohibition era, and we were just like, "Yo, we are the ones." We had the best club. Everybody knew about us. All the artists was coming out, and we just everybody was getting to know our name. We had the RS showing. And we were the talk of the town. You know, my security team don't play. Like, I'm nice. I'm a big teddy bear. But when it's time to get to work, like, my dude, I know what to do to, you know, lock that down. Because that was our that was our meal. That was our meat. We had we was lions out there. We had to, we we ain't know what was going on. Nobody knew nothing what was going on at the in July, August, September, October, of 2020. All the way through, nobody knew nothing. All we knew was. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Why the getting is good? Get, get it, get it. Don't die. Get it, don't die. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't on nothing else. So you know, we was, we was able to sustain, and we're still going strong to this day. We got people. We're working that same club. The, the, the guy, the, the mentor that got the account now. He's, he's working that account right now. I can, in, I can go to that club. This to this day, walk right in, know all the guards. I know all the all the entertainers, all the artists, all the artist managers, all the bartenders, all the bottle service girls. I know every, I know everybody in that club because that's that's kind of like home to me. Everybody was just everybody's mission was the same. Everybody's goals were the same. We all protected that club with our lives. We protected that club with our lives, and that club is up to this day past the pandemic. They'll probably be here forever as one of the other major clubs out here for that very reason. It's almost like we birthed a baby almost, and it's out there now. And it's, you can touch it and feel it, and I can take people to it, and you can have a great time and meet great people. And, yeah, yeah, like, that's 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 what it's about right there. I don't care about nothing else. Like, just things like that, those memories. I get to tell my grandkids about that. I get to tell my mom about that. I got pictures for days. Of just people that my mom loved. I got to meet them in COVID and they're helping me and I'm helping them and they need me, hold on to me. And, you know, I'm taking care of them. And my mom looking at me like, how do you take, how you, how I birth something that, what? Like, it's just, it's all, it was just, ah, there's nothing, there's no words that could describe that for me. So thank God, you know, my my COVID moment was a little bit more adventurous and fun than most people. Uh, it's a you know prayers to everybody who was affected by COVID for sure in a, in a negative manner. 
you know, a lot of good stuff going on there in there too. But you know, I'm just fortunate that I wasn't one, you know, part of the negative part. You know what I'm saying that's all I can really be thankful for and just take the opportunity. You ain't if you ain't negatively affected by it, you got hands, feet, and a heart that beat. Get up and go get yourself together and get it. Get go do something. Don't just be sitting around waiting for. No, no, I can't. I I don't know what that is. Well, that's a wonderful way to end the show. You know, go get up and get it and and make things happen. And wow, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe that you know you came out here at 24 and had this idea of you know being self reliant and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it, and you did it. And 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 it's and, and and these are the things that our networks are not showing on TV. These are the you know a black man actually doing what he needs to do, getting the certification, creating his own business, uh, helping others by his bodyguard work, by his security work, having a security team. You don't hear this, and 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 you won't hear it. So I'm I thank you so much for um, taking the time to be on Mindful Mondays to share your story of being self-reliant, being just, you know, that, that taking that motivation and running with it. And, and again, and being a black man that's doing it, you just don't hear this enough. So I appreciate you Royal uh, for coming, uh, for being on the show today. And I, Hey, about that. Hey, I am ending on time. Woo! <laughs> Yay. Team. So stay tuned. We'll have another, go ahead. Now I'm going to go get my red. My friends got cooked, and I'm getting my barbecue now. I heard she made some greens and some macaroni cheese, so it's on and popping in about an hour. I'll get there. So I want to say thank you for joining Mindful Mondays. We look forward to seeing you next week with another guest that's going to bring more enlightenment to you. So until then, uh, take care and have a great rest of your week.